0: Well, time for us on this Wednesday morning to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn.
1: Good morning, Simi.
0: All right, let's break down what we heard from Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix. It struck me, though, that when it comes to the case numbers, we have to take those with a big grain of salt. Uh,
1: it was a really interesting briefing yesterday. The numbers, when you look at them at first, you go, wow, we've, we've flattened this thing. The, the numbers are starting to go down. You... Put that up against, though, the tone Dr. Henry took yesterday, and it was very cautionary. It was, and, you know, she was saying, hey, uh, I need you to do something for me. I need you to stay home on New Year's Eve. I need you to order takeout food, keep the bubble small, give the healthcare workers the reprieve they need. So the numbers don't match the message in this case. And of course, partway through the briefing, she discloses why. Testing is down 50%. The number of people who are coming in to be tested uh, for whether or not they're COVID-19 positive is down 50%. And she says she thinks she knows the reason people didn't want to be tested because they didn't want to know through the holidays. But what that means is we don't actually really know what the infection rate is out there because you can't really compare it to the month of November and early December, when the number of people showing up to be tested was, in some health regions and some areas, 50% higher than it was over the Christmas weekend.
0: Right. But if you read her tone, it's very clear that they know there's more cases out there because they want us to be more careful.
1: Yeah, it it is clear. And the other thing, of course, that came through is they're very worried about this variant case. So point. Uh, 1.1.7 is the U.K. variant of COVID-19 that is uh, thought to be, based on the preliminary evidence, more infectious, more risky. And we have a case here. And again, another really interesting part of the briefing was, and you can see why they're concerned, they didn't find that case through routine testing of somebody who had symptoms and came back from the UK. It took a second kind of test, a genome test, to identify that this was not only a person with COVID-19, which they knew from the first test, but it was the variant from the UK. We haven't tested everybody yet with that other kind of testing, and it's not clear when we will have done. So the evidence so far is that there's only this one case, It isn't spreading through the community yet, but again, the sense of alarm, she says, we expect more cases and this variant reduces our margin for error. It will be easier to get COVID-19 if you're with someone, if you meet them, if you um, have contact with them, who has the more infectious variant. So additional caution is necessary there as well.
0: Yeah, they definitely sound worried about that. Uh, What about the vaccine? What about the administration of the vaccine? Because lots of provinces are getting criticized for not doing enough over the holiday.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Again, she'd heard those criticisms because she headed them off or tried to in her opening remarks. So she said, look, uh, we spent uh, some time over the last few days training people uh, to handle what she described as a very fussy vaccine. That's the Pfizer one, the one that needs to be maintained at very low temperatures and delivered straightforwardly in confined spaces now some of the rules for the use of the Pfizer are being relaxed but a lot of the weekend was she says spent with healthcare workers just learning to handle it uh, we are starting now in British Columbia with the Moderna to distribute that to remote rural and indigenous communities so again caution and training needed there so in a sense she you could see she was trying to head off the criticism that right. we didn't deliver all of the vaccine on the weekend she says she thanked healthcare workers for working through the weekend on the training side of administering and delivering the vaccine
0: interesting okay so they're delivering that moderna vaccine as you mentioned there but they're taking that into the more kind of vulnerable populations
1: Yeah, so First Nations communities, Indigenous, remote, rural communities were identified as high risk early on. First Nations people as a group are higher risk, uh, pre-existing medical conditions, vulnerability because of the remoteness of their communities, difficulty to give them treatment because they're not near, you know, state-of-the-art hospital facilities. So for all those reasons, those communities were identified as high priority for getting the vaccine um but the Pfizer one was limited and and so the Moderna one is central to that it's the one Canada's sending to the Northwest Territories to the Inuit, to none of it and so forth and the same thing here in BC remote rural first nations communities are high on the list but again she says this is a this is the other the Moderna one is one you have to be careful with handling too, not as risky in terms of handling, not as fussy as uh, Pfizer. Right. But again, that one you need to be careful with as well.
0: Okay. And there's obviously there was a lot, I think, that the Dr. Henry was playing defense about right yesterday. Yeah. Uh, also, the kind of nurses union story that had been out there about the, and we heard about this in other jurisdictions too, about administrators kind of jumping the queue.
1: Yeah, so there's been a concern about administrators jumping the queue. Well, I, you know, the first one, of course, was Dr. Henry herself was vaccinated. And I I think that was justified entirely for two reasons. One, it communicated the message she's been delivering, which is that she believes the vaccine is safe. She got herself vaccinated. She's arguably one of the most famous people in British Columbia at the moment. So I think that made sense. Also, you know, uh Whatever you think the job she's doing, and most British Columbians approve of it, uh, she's absolutely central to managing the pandemic and communicating to the public. uh, You do not want her to get COVID-19. So I think it makes complete sense that she was vaccinated. The, The controversy arose because the health, the nurses' union said they knew of unnamed administrators who, in their opinion, had been jumping the queue. Dr. Henry said that is an unfortunate story because that is not what is happening. She said there are some health administrators who are on, they're sort of like SWAT teams. They're sent in when you have an outbreak in a long-term care facility to manage, to make sure the protocols are in place, and they're exposed. To the virus when that happens. So she said it's critically important that those people be protected. That's who they're protecting. Uh, she didn't give us an estimate of the number of people, but she certainly pushed back strongly against the story that was put out by the nurses union.
0: Right. Okay. There seemed to be a lot of that, right, going on, yeah. trying to mitigate some of the things that had been almost percolating, right? Because we, we had yeah, five days and without I, an
1: update you know i mean we these uh, there's really nothing like these uh twice a week three times a week press conferences with dr henry uh with adrian dix here in bc i know they do it elsewhere some places they different people handle it but in the time i've been covering politics there's really nothing like this you know you get the talks from them then you get questions the questions are limited but over time, you can see that, um, you know, they anticipate some of the things that the media is going to be asking. There are other questions uh, I hear all the time, why don't you ask her this, why don't you ask her that? But there's an awful lot of information going back and forth, and you often hear in these things the feedback they've been getting, and I think the uh, feedback on what was going on over the weekend, and, yes. and not t- uh, the feedback on testing, and the feedback um on the allegation of administrators jumping the queue uh, was all dealt with yesterday and you know we go on there will be another one uh, on Thursday and these are not going to go away any more than the virus is going to go away uh, we will be doing this for some time to come so eventually i think all those questions
0: Get asked. No, no kidding. Yes. Okay. So the big advice with Dr. Henry was too about the quarantine, because yes. as she also pointed out, that worked. The quarantine yeah. worked yeah. in the case of that COVID 19 patient with the variation.
1: Yes, and it really does emphasize how important that is. There's, there's. If you go back to when all this started, um, there are complaints that Canada didn't quarantine, didn't close the borders quickly enough. We certainly didn't close them as quickly as, say, Australia did, mm-hmm. and we had results to show for it. But uh, the B.C. government led the way in pressuring Ottawa to start, quarantining and isolating people that arrive at the airport. In fact, you may recall that Premier John Horden sent One of his MLAs, Ravi Kalon, who's now a cabinet minister, to the airport to meet flights that were coming back from India and talk to people. Do you have a plan to self-isolate? If you don't, the government will provide you with a hotel room and help you put together a plan. So, BC, yeah, there is a lag, but nevertheless, BC did lead the way on this. And Mm -hmm. I think some of the good results we had in the first wave um, are. Show that. Uh, that yeah. and, and some of the communities rallied to deal with it as well. I think part of that is what makes the second wave stuff so depressing yeah. is that, yes, we had some good luck in the first wave, but the, the government was on top of things, and so were the opposition parties, and they worked together very, very well in the first wave. So true.
0: Way back when. Avon. thank you.
1: Thanks, Simi. Talk to you on Friday.
0: You got it. That is Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. We will talk to him on New Year's Day on Friday.